We've got an awesome show for you today, so let's get started. we can do this together because I know this there's nothing 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 beyond our capacity our capacity 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 everything that guy has to say is just ah I mean literally <laughs> can you believe that Wow, in Capasima, that's all, folks. That guy is cooked between the ears, folks. Welcome back to the Prepared Mind channel. It's time for the monologue and Q&A live. If you're on the preparedmind.club, if you're on subscribestar.com and you've subscribed, paying two bucks a month, seven cents a day at the very least. You guys are here. Thank you, and I enjoy uh, this, this rather <laughs> energetic... Look, what the hell is going on in the world, folks? SHTF is like a turd in the punch bowl. There's other quaint euphemisms and uh, <laughs> endearing terms and colloquialisms that we can use, but it really is. It, it's that. I mean, in fact, shitting the fan is a is a colloquialism or a euphemism for for things going bad. I mean, that's the president of the United States. We don't have to make this up. It, it's not somebody doing satire, right? Doing parody. That is the actual president. Every one of these screw-ups, gaffes, uh, moronic moves, it truly is him. It truly is him, folks. I mean, and it just doesn't quit. They're like a booger in a champagne glass, the Democrats, the rhinos, the socialists in Washington, D.C. I mean, get this. The European Union and the United States government have decided they're going to sanction Russia. They don't like Russia. They want to control Russia, so they're going to sanction them. What does Russia do? Punish them 10 times over. How? Well, just by withholding the things that Russia has that the rest of the world needs. So taking that in mind, going, well, that works so well. Well, I actually didn't. Let's try it on China. The United States government is now considering sanctioning China. Why? To deter them from attacking Taiwan. Well, surprise, they, they didn't shoot down 90 Proof Nancy. And folks, that really did upset a lot of people. We really believed, <laughs> Americans really believed that it would have been okay to shoot down Nancy Pants. And the U.S. would be very, very angry, and everything would be normal again. But at least we would be rid of Nancy. Well, China failed on that. Uh, but but now, now they're they're afraid and concerned that China is going to attack Taiwan, invade Taiwan, reunify Taiwan with the Chinese mainland. 
that they're going to deter them from a Taiwanese attack with a sanction. Now, how about this? Sanctions didn't work on Russia. Well, if we try sanctions on China, then they're going to say, well, shit, you're already punishing us. We, we may as well take back Taiwan now that you're screwing us over. Folks, booger in a booger in a champagne glass, turn in a punch bowl, barf Biden. You know, everything he does turns to ruination and failure, and it's guaranteed every time. Now, Crispy Bacon brought this up this morning. He says, no longer do I accept any any excuse that that this is all an accident and that Biden truly is this stupid. And I'm paraphrasing because I can't quote the great one himself. But the conclusion that we came to was that the World Economic Forum is trying to destroy America, destroy Europe, great reset everything, destroy everything. The economies, the currencies, the, the, the balance, the trade relationships, screw it all. And we're going to reset everything with new governmental systems and new alliances. And they can have it all accomplished, folks, with Biden in the White House. Because he is an insane, megalomaniac, paranoid moron. And he'll do as he's told because he is controlled. And he'll look stupid and the world will remember him for it. But he is actually carrying the water. He's actually performing as prescribed by the World Economic Forum, which includes Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, and other mega, mega aristocratic billionaires out there, folks. Whew, I tell you. I tell you, get your questions in, though, because, hey, I'm right here. I'm going to do the first 30 minutes. You guys get the bottom half of the hour, right? You get the last 30 minutes to ask questions, to bring up observations you have, statements, questions, whatever it is that's on your mind, whatever's on your mind, you can bring up. That's the cool part about being at the preparedmind.club and at subscribestar.com is you get to join. Then you get to participate. And you're ahead of the curve. You're ahead of the YouTube world. Folks, even the YouTube world on the prepared mind is a day or two ahead of the rest of the world. I have no idea why they can't do the same thing we do here, except that it takes courage to step out in front. It takes some effort to get the news stories, to research, to dig around so that you can report on it, discuss it, satirize it fast. And that's what we do, folks. We jump on this shit fast. Are you ready? Get set. Go! <laughs> Guess what, folks? Hmm, now science matters? Really? Now it does? Folks, in the country of Denmark, they have now banned Cerveza Bug Jim Jones Juice. That's right. They're now banning Jim Jones Juice for just about everyone under the age of 50. Hmm... Science, huh? Science? What have they learned in Denmark that says, hey, 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 we're not giving that shit to anyone under 50 anymore? Why? Could it be they've discovered that there are reproductive harms that come to it, both men and women? So if you're in, yeah, reproductive years, you don't want to be taking that garbage. Right? Wow. 
Not to mention that it causes clots, aneurysms, neurological problems, strokes, fucking heart attacks. Painful, folks. Okay, Denmark. You're about a year and a half late on this. Two years late on this. Where were you on the day, folks, that they said, oh, we've come up with a solution, a cure. We have a vaccine. We have a vaccine. I mean, how many of us lined up to get it right away? Oh, pick me first. Let me have... No, fuck no. Almost two years later. Remember, uh, they came up with the, the Jim Jones juice during the Trump administration long before the election. Oh, yeah. Trust me, it sucked then, too. It sucked then, too. Well, the suckitude isn't going to... Folks... It's not going to stop. In fact, it's gotten worse. Everyone knows it. Man, oh man, what a day. I, I got to tell everyone, you know, this working, <laughs> this, this crap, working before the sun comes up and then getting home <sighs> and then working some more. That's the American way, right? Work your ass off, barely make ends meet. There you have it. Woo, I tell you. Okay, so let's do this. Let's get into the next topic, shall we? <laughs> It's never ending. These are not news stories I've been collecting for the last month or even the last week. This shit has come up since this morning, Zero Dark 30. And I really like these new clips, the new intros, the promo stuff that uh, Mr. T has done. Uh, that's basically the attitude I have before the sun comes up. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> and then we go. Then we go. Get this, folks. Um, Ukraine and NATO and United States are pushing for Ukrainian security. That's right, folks. The U.S., U.K., NATO, and the World Economic Forum. Don't forget, folks, they're the ones that are really pulling the strings. They want Ukraine to be a part of NATO, and they're pushing the following. Get this, folks. They're calling it the Kiev Security Compact. Well, that's not NATO, but the, but they've created they're creating another pseudo bureaucratic military bullshit alliance called the Kiev Security Compact. I wonder if Kiev, that is to say, Ukraine and Zelensky, are going to obey this compact. And compact means agreement, accord. Kind of like the Mayfower Compact, right? Right. Anyways, the Kiev Security Compact is proposed, uh, right, by the head of Zelensky's security office, former NATO Secretary General Anders Folgarasmussen, <clears throat> and Andriy Yermak. It would establish a multi-decade plan of get this: investment, military training and intelligence sharing to bolster Ukraine's defensive capabilities as it works toward NATO membership. So it's going to take multi-decades for Ukraine to, to qualify. Yeah, yeah, they don't get to be a part of NATO, but they're going to work towards it. Now, this plan of investment, who do you suppose is the person who's going to get to pay for this. That's right. 
you and me, the taxpayer, I guess we're going to invest in the security of Ukraine. I, I know we first we should make sure that Voldemort Zelensky gets more vague, vogue photo shoots, that he goes on more vacations on the Italian Riviera at $50,000 a month. And, and every other perk and screw job. Let's keep investing in it because it really fucking pays well, doesn't it? What have we gotten from Ukraine for all of this investment so far? Tell me. I want to know, Biden. Tell me. Anyways, military training. So we're going to send American boys over there to Ukraine to teach Ukrainian Nazis what they should already know and have learned on their own. Now, an, an intelligence sharing. How hard is that? They type up a report in the Pentagon. It's probably worthless garbage anyway, because look at how good their intel has been on Russia as they get their asses handed to them left and right. And we can just send that to them in an email. We already have it and paid for it for ourselves in the Pentagon. It doesn't cost anything to share it over there. But still, let's put it in a word, uh, in a phrase, in a sentence that has the word investment in it. I'm going to bolster their defenses. Give me a freaking break. Okay. Um, right now, what is more important, folks, is that the Kremlin, the Russians, have reacted to this. You could say that they got really nasty about it. The deputy chairman of the Security Council of Russia, Dmitry Medvedev, warned that it is, quote, really a prologue to the Third World War if they pass this Kiev security compact. Basically, he described nuclear holocaust would be the end result. Well, why argue for the Kiev security compact? Why risk war with Russia further? Why continue to antagonize a nuclear superpower, a nuclear weapons superpower. They may not be an economic superpower, but they're an energy superpower and they're a nuclear weapons superpower. Oh, they're also a hypersonic missile superpower and a radar, right? Detection superpower. Unbelievable, right? Why don't we fix our issues here in America? And why don't the Europeans fix their issues in their shitball countries? before thinking that the U.S. and the European Union can fix the absolutely over-the-top corrupt Ukraine shithole over there. I mean, we've got shithole corruption in Washington, D.C. So if people from Washington train the Ukrainian people, they're going to train them how to run a, a, a create and run a shithole. Makes a lot of sense. We need to clean up our own house. But don't worry, it won't happen. Not like that. Mm -mm, nope, nope, nope. They like the way this shithole runs. They do. They do. Hey, we're, we're 15 minutes into the show. At 30 minutes, we're going to switch over to your questions, your comments, your suggestions, your ideas, your thoughts. So get your questions into Jolene in the comment section down below. Now, I just accused the United States government of harboring, training, and using shitheads to create shitholes. <laughs> Argue against it. Prove me wrong. All right. Now I want to read you this quote. And you can tell me if you agree with the quote. Quote, we are officially living in a weaponized police state. Do you agree or disagree? 
Well, that was President Trump. And he has responded to the FBI raid on Mike Lindell. You know, the My Pillow guy. Well, they're arresting him, or they, they sorry, they rousted him, seized his phone, because somebody else was accused of messing with elections? Meanwhile, you have, what, Zark Muckerberg of Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all social media getting involved, influencing, even paying for, right, election engineering as well as censorship of opposing viewpoints. George Soros, oh yeah, yeah, him too, directly funding it. They're screwing literally with our elections, folks. Drop boxes, pickup points. What did they call that? Uh, ballot wrangling, harvesting. Unfucking believable. They want to mess with Mr. Pillow and get his phone because, you know, he may have had something to do with something. Have no doubts, folks. The KGB Gestapo are here. And I say this to them try me, bitches. Try it. There's going to come a point where they roust the wrong person and that person has to defend themselves from a bunch of badge-wielding, bad attitude-having, out-of-their-freaking-jurisdiction assholes. And again, I'm not promoting dangerous or harmful behavior or doing anything harmful, dangerous, illegal, unlawful, or violent, nor do I glamorize it. I'm saying it's going to happen. It's going to happen at some point. Have no doubts. So again, do you agree that we are officially living in a weaponized police state where Joe Biden, the attorney general, the FBI under Chris Ray, they're using their federal goons to violate the rights of people and to silence us through attempts of fear. Folks, the Gestapo, how many people did they have to shoot in the back of the head in the street? 10, 20? And they got thousands and millions to be afraid and say, ah, I'm not going to say nothing. I have not, I'm done. The Fuhrer is the Fuhrer. Yeah, yeah. Heil, Heil, whatever. Heil, Heil, crocodile. I'm not going to fight the system. That's how tyrants rule, folks. They rule through intimidation as well as force. It is force that is applied and people see the deadliness. And then it becomes the fear of force that controls the rest. They only have to use force a little bit, folks. That's why they're using force on Trump. Force on his closest supporters and allies. What, 30, 40, 50 Americans? And now Mike Lindell? Because they know that the alternative media, me and you, that we're going to see this, hear about it, pay attention, and think. Except it's going to have the wrong reaction, as usual. It's backfiring. Americans are waking up and going, Hey, hey, hey! That's enough of that shit. KGB and Gestapo are here. Un unbelievable, folks. Shocking. Stunning. The time is coming. It is getting close. It's absolutely getting close. Now, <clears throat> and some more good stuff for you. 
a Democrat Senate candidate says that we have to kill. Interesting when he says we have to kill the extremist Republican movement. There is no extremist Republican movement. Let me describe this. We're going to talk, we're going to talk about the Republicans two ways. Okay, you've got your rhino Republicans and you've got your regular Republicans, right? And I'm going to hide them and then I'm going to mix them all up so you don't know which one I'm talking about. But I'm going to ask you which one is more extreme. One Republican group believes that the law of the land, the U.S. Constitution, should be obeyed by the government. The other Republican movement thinks that the Constitution is more like guidelines than rules. And we need to have an objective and flexible understanding of the Constitution so that we can all come to agreement and get along well. Which one is more extreme? One that obeys the law or one that bends the law? One that ignores the law? One that changes the law as they see fit from day to day? One of these two Republican parties looks at the Democrats and votes with them. The other one votes for the Constitution. One of these Republican parties, is it the extreme one or the, the righteous one? sides with the other political party that is socialist, communist, anti-American, anti-culture, anti-white, anti-children, anti-military, anti-education, anti-infrastructure, anti-energy. The other Republican Party is pro-military patriotism, American flag, apple pie, red-blooded American supported. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They like their traditions, their culture, their laws, they're, the racism is not a divisive tool that they use. And this other Republican Party loves their children and doesn't subject them to fruitcake sexualization in schools and everywhere else. Who are the extremists? The Republicans that think all that Democrat shit, socialist, communism is cool? So is, Dennett, is Democrat Senate candidate Dick Wad? When he says we have to kill the extremist Republican movement, is he talking about the rhinos? Because they truly are the, re the just absolute extremist of the Republicans. They bend, they break, they kowtow, they cower, they back down, they hide, they snivel, they whine, and they get their hands kickbacks and bribe money. That's all they're there for. They're a bunch of fucking sellouts, and they know it. Imagine waking up every day and looking in the mirror, and your name is McConnell. Turtles McConnell or Shitstain McCarthy looking in the mirror going, yeah, I'm going to go to work today and I'm going to sell out the country and I'm going to make a bunch of money screwing over my fellow citizens and embarrassing this nation in front of its forefathers who are spinning in their graves. Go to work today, man. You're going to do a great job. I, it's unbelievable, folks. Unbelievable. And, and they just keep doing it every single day. Now get this, folks. General Doc Bolduc wins the New Hampshire primary for U.S. Senate. Well, it's the primary. It's Republican versus Republican. But get this. And this is going to pile right on the last thing I talked about. Who's the extremist Republicans? Well, 
$4.1 million in attack ads were put up uh, to fight General Don Balduk. $4.1 million in attack ads in the little teeny state of New Hampshire. Guess what? Those ads are linked to Mitch McConnell. That's right, folks. Rhino Republicans supporting non-America candidates, non-Make America Great Again candidates. Despite all of that money in the little itty bitty state of New Hampshire, McConnell's horse lost. President Trump, bam, posted a congratulations for General Don Balduke. He wins the Republican primary for U.S. Senate against the wishes and money factory that is a bunch of rhinos and a bunch of anti-American scum. Folks, a win for Make America Great Again, a win for America First, and the loser rhinos cry. Remember that, folks. A win for America is a win for you, and it's causing McCarthy, McConnell, and others to cry. And get this. Here's another win. <clears throat> Carolyn Levette, or Levitt, just absolutely destroyed her opponents in her primary win despite $5 million in smear ads. Oh, Kevin McCarthy and GOP elites, they put that money up. They made sure that money showed up in a campaign. Once again, folks, it's a win for America First. It's a win for you and me. Trump congratulates this candidate. And it is, folks, not extreme. The extremists side with the anti-Americans. The extremists vote with Democrats and trash America and allow Biden and Obama to get away with garbage, to allow what? James Comey, Ruby Rod Rosenstein, allow these scumbags to continue doing what they do, but make America great again. America First candidates are winning the primaries and they're going to the big show, folks. The big midterm election in November. Democrats are scared to death. Rhino Republicans are quaking in their little, well, already shit-filled boots. Right? They're drunk folks on the blood of saints. These, these scumbags in Washington, and now they're scared to death. They're absolutely scared to death. Because the American people are waking up. I don't want to say woke. <laughs> we know that that's not a good word to use, but the way American people are waking up not to be communists, not to be a bunch of socialist bilge drinking scum, right? They're waking up to the reality that, ooh, the people in D.C. are not doing a good job. In fact, they're doing a damn shitty job, right? They're looking at the elites like this, Bill Gates, elitist scumbag. Oh, he's also a euthanasiist and uh, you know, population control, population reduction jackass who has contributed, I don't know how much money to vaccine research that has gotten him in trouble around the world. Anyways, this great hypocrite, Bill Gates, who says, bugs for thee, but not for me, as he digs into his filet mignon, his Chateaubriand, right? his, his robster bisque. Hypocrite Bill Gates arrived at a climate change conference in a helicopter and then takes an SUV the rest of the way in. 
Uh, folks, helicopters are one of the most inefficient ways to move a human body or cargo. They are they're not aerodynamic, but they fly through the air. Airplanes are more efficient with fuel than helicopters because they're more aerodynamic and they use aerodynamics to fly. Helicopters is just raw power thrusting air down. So one of the least efficient ways to fly the helicopter and then an SUV. Does he need an SUV? Does he have... Uh, 50 pounds in testicles. Does he have a 20-pound cock, Bill Gates? Does he need an SUV to transport all that manhood around? No. So he shows up at a climate change conference at a beach resort in Blaine, Washington. A beach resort. So these, these climate change, uh, tree-hugging, bunny-kissing, pro-save-the-earth bullshit hypocrites Go to a resort built on a beach. Aren't beaches pristine? Aren't they supposed to stay pristine? Oh, humans are terrible. What they do to the earth. Blah, 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 blah. Ruining everything. And then this jackass shows up in a fucking helicopter, an SUV, and then goes to a beach where they built a freaking resort. What a dick. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go there and be a human, be a human. But these people are hypocritical dickheads. And I, I wanted to be very clear about that. And it would be funny as hell if someone dropped a baby Ruth in their punch bowl. <laughs> give, them <the> old, uh, <laughs> give them the old Caddyshack. Uh, <clears throat> you guys have seen Caddyshack, right? Someone drops a baby Ruth in the pool and, you know, they, they go freak out at this country club. This fucking hilarious movie. Old school, right? Hey, someone step on a duck, right? Rodney Dangerfield, good stuff. But for now, folks, you and I, we're not talking about a turd in the pool. We're talking about a turd in the punch bowl, and that's exactly what SHTF is like. Thank you, Uman. Thank you, Jolene. Thank you, Crispy Bacon. Thank you, Kaz. Thank you, Vaughn. Thank you, everyone behind the scenes who is making this happen. Thank you, Heidi, Heidi, Heidi. Uh, <laughs> we did get it straight and uh, a little dizzy, but we know what's going on. Let us continue. Let us move on to the Q&A. Are you ready? Oh, man, we are back. I've covered a lot, folks, and it, it truly is amazing. This stuff just came up. Just came up. I mean, I mean, the thing with Mike Lindell is that came up yesterday. At, you know, he, he was on a hunting trip. He's at a fast food restaurant, and the FBI surrounds his car and seizes his cell phone. Right? We get more details, of course, as things go. Right? Like yesterday... The Dow Jones, folks, was up 300 points, and it dropped 1,500 points from there. No problem, right? No problem. CNN, <laughs> CNN it, you know, pointed out that Joe Biden was taking a victory lap on inflation while the stock market tanked because of inflation. Right? Joe Biden posing in hot rod cars, acting like, America is just doing fabulous, right? Unfrickin' believable. Okay, Jolene, who wants to who wants to be famous, right? 
And we're going to start with Chester. And he says, regarding yesterday's video on the four horsemen. I thought that was like last week. It seems, I mean, we, every day, Chester, every day we go so far. We travel such great distances in this, this SHTF trip. It's incredible. It was just yesterday. Yesterday's video on the four horsemen, the same strategy used against the USA since the 1950s Korean War through 2021 Afghanistan that embroiled us in a war and wrecked our economy is now being used against Russia. However, Russia have a central banking system and military industrial complex, uh, complex to drag its economy down. And that is a superb point. Thank you for bringing it up. Right. In America, the central banking system, known as the Federal Reserve System, who has been, uh, shall we say, sanctioned, blessed with creating money out of thin air and trying to manage uh, the economy and employment and insur you know, interest rates. Russia doesn't have that. They don't have a private bank. The Federal Reserve is a private bank. It's no more federal than Federal Express. And then when it comes to the military-industrial complex, Russia looks at self-defense, you know, national defense, national security a bit differently. They don't allow private contractors, private corporations to control government spending. Right? That is a government function, government self-defense. Now, I do like the idea, folks, of the government going to, well, let's see, Raytheon and, and Bechtel and, and uh, you know, Picking a McDonald Douglas, pick another company, right? Lockheed Martin, right? And going to all these companies and saying, okay, we got this project over here. We want to make a bigger, better bomb, a bigger, better, and name it, military weapon. We want you all to give us a bid on it. And here's the envelope full of specifications. And they go out and they all bid on it, right? And they, but we end up paying $4 billion for an airplane that should only cost $4 million, right? They all have jacked their prices up sky high. They're making big bank. And then we, the American people, get to pay for it. And, but we're told, oh, our shit's the very best. Nobody's shit is better than our shit. And so it's worth paying a thousand times too much. Now, I do understand, folks, research and development, new technologies, keeping things secret. There's a lot of expense there, right? They're inventing new things in order to put them in new planes and new helicopters and new bombs, yada, yada, yada. But I have one question. Why is it with all of the money the United States spends in defense spending, why is it our hypersonic missile system doesn't work and Russia's does? Why is it ours is incredibly expensive and Russia that is literally like one one hundredth of America's economic power size. Why is it that Russia can accomplish it for a hundred times less? Not only do they do it cheaper, but they've actually done what they set out to do. Why is it that the MiG fighters, the Russian fighter jets, are incredibly inexpensive compared to our fighter jets, and they function like they can work during a rain shower? 
there's a big problem with our system. And if you want to know why, all you have to do is look at why Nazi military industrial complex failed the Nazis. Oh, they were working on some cool shit. Do you know that the Nazis invented, yeah, rockets? Uh, shall we say, ballistic missiles? They weren't intercontinental, but they were certainly ballistic missiles that they launched all over England. Uh, did you know that the Russians, I'm sorry, the, the Nazis invented the jet engine? There were no jets prior to the Nazis inventing jet engine. They also had rocket-powered uh, fighters. They had all kinds of crazy shit, folks, all kinds of technology. Right, But in many other ways, they absolutely, totally failed. It's because of the corruption in the system. I'm not saying Russia isn't corrupt, but when it comes to their national defense, they really don't fuck around. They have a different system. Perhaps the United States government should look at that model and see why it works and then fix it. Anyways, great comments. Yeah. The fact that our banking system is controlled and they enrich yourselves at the American people's expense through predatory uh, inflation taxes and other issues. Right. Yeah, Russia is not going to be destroyed by their banking system because it's controlled by the government. Their banking system, unlike ours, right, which controls our government, their banking system serves Russia. Same with the military industrial complex. It serves the country. It doesn't seek to enrich itself at the country's expense. Whew. A lot to say, folks. I've got a lot to say. All right, let's do this. Let's get to another question, Jolene. we got Latin America preparedness. He says, next week. September 19th to 22nd, several defense contractors are going to be at the NDIA, the National Defense Intelligence Industrial Association in Austin, Texas. What do you think will come out of the meeting? No one has sent me the agenda. I don't have the itinerary, but what I think will come out of this is an agreement by all of them that they need to raise the cost of what they're doing. Right? We're not charging enough. Inflation is killing us. It's really difficult to stay on the cutting edge of technology. So let's all agree to raise our prices uh, 85%. Uh, I'm pretty sure how much they make is going to be a topic of discussion. Another topic I think that's going to come out there, well, it won't come out publicly. But they're going to they're be asking themselves, have, has anyone else figured out this hypersonic missile thing? We've gotten a bunch of grant money from the government and we're spending money under contract, but, you know, has anyone else figured it out? Because we can't. How come the Russians have it and we don't? I'm going to go get back in my Lamborghini, drive around the block, go get a $20 coffee at the government coffee house and drive back here and see if I can figure out. You know, maybe it's because you're not spending money on the research. You're spending it on enriching yourselves, you pricks. Now, what else is going to come out at that conference? Hmm. National Defense Industry Association. Hmm. Whatever it is, you and I, the American people, this country will be second or even tertiary or third place, if you will, of concern. We're not going to be the number one concern, folks. We never are. First, it's do they make enough money? And second, can they make a product that the government will agree to give them more sales on. Let us move on, if we shall. <laughs> uh, I don't want to end up with a JFK-type car ride to work tomorrow. It's Gary D. checking in with a question for yours truly, and he says, John, 
I saw a story where a San Diego teacher wrote fascist, then put Trump, white Christian, etc. How do we get these commie groomers out of our children's classrooms? Well, the way to do it is do it one school at a time, one school board meeting at a time, one teacher at a time. If your child, right, has been exposed to any of this garbage, you need to go to the next school board meeting and bring it up. Do you remember during lockdown, sir, face a bug lockdown when kids were told to stay in their rooms at home and attend school through Zoom classrooms? Do you remember that? And what did the school say to parents? I'm gonna ask you to remember this. Uh, if, if you remember correctly, the teachers told parents they weren't to be in the rooms. They weren't to be listening in on the topics and conversations between the teacher and the students. Why the hell not? Because they didn't want you to hear their communist, socialist, anti-American drivel and bullshit. But it started getting out and parents were outraged. And that's when they started, folks, during Cerveza Bug. Parents, lots of new parents showed up and started fighting back going, what is this crap, this critical race theory, this LGB rainbow crap, this cross-dressing crap? What is this crap all about, this trans crap? What's it all about? Why is my kid being exposed to this crap? And then, folks, that's right, Attorney General Garland designated parents, called parents, Define them as domestic terrorists. The FBI joined. The teachers union nationally said, oh, no, no, no. We want to complain about all these parents who are now getting involved in their children's education. Democrats came out, folks, and demanded, right, that schools educate and they shouldn't have to listen to parents and their opinions. Unfucking believable. Unbelievable. We need to keep at it. It hasn't changed. Yes, a lot of these pedophile teachers are getting fired because they're getting caught. A lot of these groomer teachers who are saying, eh, you're not going to call them pedophiles. You have to call them minor attracted persons. And there's nothing wrong with that. The hell there isn't. These are groomers. Yeah, they even tried outlawing the word groomers in social media. How dare you say that word? No, no. It accurately describes a criminal behavior of pedophiles. And it needs to be taught and it needs to be understood. I remember when I was young, folks, there were t uh, television commercials uh, for children to see to let them know it's not okay to be touched or groomed, or abused by adults. Right Now, this is our little secret. Right? Nuh-uh-uh. That's not allowed. Now we have a bunch of these fruitcakes with their sexual identity issues, right? Their gender identity issues that they want to foist on society and say, here, you deal with it. Yeah, folks. Uh, welcome to satire, right? But we're referencing reality. We got to get these people out of the classrooms. We have to get them out of the administration apparatus. 
There needs to be, folks, a psychological test, a battery of tests designed to prove or disprove that the teacher who wants the job teaching is safe to be around children, understands the law, understands the American culture, American history, American law, Americanism, and teaches that. Not anti-American, not socialist and communism, not fascist crap, not anti-white, not anti-human, not anti-just everything. We want American schools to teach Americanism and American greatness. Why is that so hard? Well, it's not hard, folks. It's just they've embedded themselves in school, these communists, in the teaching world. And the teachers that teach these teachers are communists. And the administrators in schools are Democrat communists. And the school boards are a bunch of Karens. They're commie Karens who scream loudly and chase everyone off if they can. But parents have done a great job. Parents have stood up and said, no, no more. No, you're not going to tell me to shut up. I'm a parent and I'm going to stand up and I'm going to scream very loudly that you're not to teach us anti-American, anti-white, anti-everything, right? Unbelievable, folks. <sighs> Take a breath. Remember, folks, we're the extremists. Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex organization that's existed in American history. The most extreme in American history, really? Wow, that guy's brilliant. Let's do this. Let's see what's next. We got David. And he says, we're right in the middle of the cyber pandemic predicted in the book written by Klaus Schwab. Interesting that he wrote books about what he's doing. All of his great reset books. Klaus Schwab is the head, uh, the dickhead of the World Economic Forum, the Davos douches. Folks, it's the same people in a different club. Every few years, they change the name. But uh, one club has been around a long time, and they still use it. It's the Bilderberg Group. But they've got the Club of Rome. They've got the Trilateral Commission. They've got the Council on Foreign Relations. They have their special little groups. They've got their Bohemian Grove. And who knows how many other, folks, how many other special meetings where these people meet greet each other, and work on cooperating amongst one another to screw the rest of us over. The World Economic Forum is just the latest version of that. And it ought to be illegal for elected politicians and appointed bureaucrats to attend meetings which are anti-nationalist in nature. They're pro-globalist, pro-corporation in nature. Where they, they get up and they, they pine on and on about making things better for the world when it's really about making themselves wealthier and more powerful and how they go about doing that. That's what these meetings are all about. Unbelievable in my book that it's a lot. And Klaus Schwab has even written books. I mean, Dr. Fauci, right? Little Dr. Doom, and I mean little Dr. Doom, right? He's attended such meetings and gatherings so what? So he could feel important and he could tell the world exactly what it is he has in mind. Now, imagine this. 
Imagine yourself as a two-year-old and you attended one of these meetings. You wouldn't understand any of the words, would you? You'd be like, yeah, this is boring. This is adult talk. It's because they're speaking a language that is not normal. It's a special language about a special agenda. And kids don't get it when they hear adults talking with big adult words, right? Well, the World Economic Forum, its, it's uh, constituent members and the speakers all have an understanding of their agenda and the goals. And so when they speak about a pandemic, they're speaking and thinking, how does this help us take control of the planet? How does the, this discussion that we're having affect us? Or does it affect just the people, right? The little pissants, the people that Klaus Schwab says, you will own nothing and you'll be happy. You'll eat the bugs because there'll be no meat. That's right, folks. They're taking our food away from us. They're taking our freedoms away from us. They're taking travel away from us. And again, I want to go back on this because... For years and years, I thought, what is their problem? Why are they after us? And it took a while for me to figure it out. Because I thought back 100 years ago, folks, who had air conditioning? Only the richest amongst us, right? Who had the refrigerators at first and the freezers and the automobiles? Who were the first people to fly commercially and get around? Who used to take vacations it was only the super rich who had automobiles, who could fly on airplanes, who had refrigeration, who had electricity, who could afford new appliances, right? That was the rich. But corporations like General Electric or Frigidaire, Ford, General Motors, what did they do? They made more and more of their products and they wanted to get rich. So they made products and the cost came down and, and uh, mass production, production line brought down costs. And so everybody could begin to afford to get around in automobiles. And eventually everyone could afford to fly in an airplane. Everyone eventually could afford buying air conditioning. So as everything became more affordable, the average man and his standard of living went up and up and up and up. Pretty soon, you've got airplanes with the super rich in first class. They're paying $5,000 for a seat in first class to fly from New York to California. Guess what? For $500, one-tenth the cost, you get to walk past them and stare at them drinking their champagne while you go back to your coach seats. And instead of champagne, you get a bottle of really shitty alcohol for five bucks. It's not served to you in a glass. It's not a champagne glass with a booger floating in it. But still, you get your drink for five bucks and you pay $500 for a ticket. But that rich bastard up there paid five grand and he gets champagne. Champagne. But the, the rich guy's like, why did I pay all this money so these scum, these peons can stare at me? And why do they get to fly? Why do they get to enjoy travel at all? Why do they get air conditioning? Why do they get healthy food? Why do they get nice clothes and good medical attention? You see, the rich people aren't really that much different from us because of our standard of living. They hate us. They don't like the idea that we can travel, that we have enough time 
free time and money to go on vacation? What? Travel and vacation used to be for only the rich. Air conditioning, refrigerated food used to be only for the rich. But the last 50, 70 years has seen the common man living well and too well. And they don't like it, folks. They hate us. They truly do. You know, we were getting good education up until about 40, 50 years ago. Now, education, right, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. I'm not saying that there aren't good schools out there, and I'm saying the kids are uh, capable of being smart, but by golly, look at what these teachers are teaching. Hey, kids, welcome to school. Today we're going to talk about cutting off your genitalia because you just might not be the gender that you were born with and you've grown up with and your parents told you and your culture says you should accept. Oh, it's just a construct. Here, let me give you some gender confusion bullshit so you can maim yourself permanently. All right, let us move on if we shall. <laughs> Unbelievable. Blue Cord Devil checks in. Uh, he's got a statement. He says, uh, Amtrak just canceled all long-distance train traffic due to the upcoming strike. Hmm. Right, Blue Cord Devil. Uh I listened to a railroad working expert tell us all about how smart he was in a video today and why they should be striking. Well, his chief complaint was that, well, most of the railroad companies agreed to the terms in the collective bargaining that was going on, but a few of them didn't, so nobody is going to agree to it. Okay, so fuck us, right? But then the guy turns around and he justifies the strike saying, you know, uh, things haven't been going great and we're not real happy with how things are and we screwed over. So we're going to strike and everyone can suck it. Right? That's paraphrasing. Essentially, I'm thinking, OK, now when things go bad for me and I'm not happy and I don't get paid very well and I don't have the best working conditions. Does that mean I get to screw over everyone else in America and cause a strike that just just absolutely trashes this country that's the type of mentality well i've been inconvenienced as a union worker so now i'm going to screw everyone else over we all get screwed over we all have to pay inflation we all have to put up with a bunch of taxes and regulations and nonsense and our jobs are not fulfilling and satisfying 100 percent of the time and things don't go our way all the time we all deal with that but these union workers use that as an excuse to say well then we're going to go on strike and fuck everyone I'm just absolutely sick of that idea of we're not getting the very best deal, right? Unbelievable. That, you know, screw America because I'm not getting as much as I think I should. Folks, I think I'm worth a million bucks an hour. What does YouTube pay me? <laughs> not a million bucks an hour. You know, just because we think we're worth more and because we think we shouldn't have to be inconvenienced because we think our lives should be 100% fulfilling. And if not, we think everyone else should suffer for it. That is the selfish mentality of these cocks. So, yeah, Amtrak is now canceling long-distance train travel. Once again, what did I just go over? The rich don't like us living well and the abilities they do. So get your asses off the airplanes. Hell, get your asses off of trains now. It truly is a screw everyone system. Do you think that these lowly dipshits out here are making the real decisions about whether or not unions accept offers? 
and whether or not corporations put offers on the table? Or do you think that there are elite pricks who are like, yep, yeah, we're doing this on purpose? Just like the union pricks at the ports in L.A. who all of a sudden forgot how to take containers off of a ship and put them on the dock and then do it again. It's so fucking difficult. How is this something that they can forget from one day to the next? Pick the ship container up, lift it in the air, move it over here, stack it down. And then you've got this huge stack of containers that have been taken off the ship. Now another crane or forklift grabs the container, lifts it up, sets it on a truck. And then they do it again. It's a fucking miracle. It works every time it's tried. Containers off ships, containers onto trucks, containers onto trains, and they go out and the country prospers. All of a sudden, just in the last couple of years, these fucking people can't take a container off a ship in a timely manner. And now we've got dozens, over 100 ships just parked off of L.A. And ports around the country and around what? The East Coast, the West Coast, the Gulf Coast. All of a sudden, these fucking assholes don't know how to take a container off a ship or drive a truck with a container on it to its destination. The common denominator, folks, is unions. We want more money, so we're going to pretend like we're retarded now. And just like Joe Biden, folks, they look each other in the eye and they pretend like they don't know what's going on. And they look in the mirror every day and go, you're doing a great job fucking everything up. Good job, buddy. Enrich yourself. Just like the politicians are like, good job, man. You screwed America over and you got rich doing it. These guys are like, I got a better paycheck. I didn't screw over the whole country, but just most of it. And I didn't make millions of dollars. I just made a couple thousand dollars. But I feel really good about fucking everyone over for it. Because my life is so difficult, I can justify screwing everyone else over. I know. Got on my, got on my soapbox there. <laughs> All right, Jolene, what do we got rolling? Or are we at the end of the show? It's been one hell of a day. And here we are. Echo, they're squeezing us into poverty. This is about finishing off what Cerveza Bug started. They are squeezing us into poverty. And here's the deal with the union guys. I understand and I talked about union a lot yesterday. Right? Unions have a place. But when it hurts everyone else, that's not leverage in a positive fashion. It's leverage negative. But they're squeezing us. And if they're squeezing the entire economy, guess who else that hurts? That does hurt the unions also. Guess what? If you've got a union job and there's no business, you don't come to work that day. Fucking simple math. If the economy dies off, half the union goes away. Well, these guys with, with better union cards, better numbers, they're like, well, I will always be hired. I'm not going to lose my job. Oh, now we get into seniority issues. So fuck the new guys in the union, only the old guys in the union with good cards, right? Only they get to benefit. So fuck all of America and fuck the new union guy because we're going to bring the economy down so there's less distribution, less transportation. Makes perfect sense to me if you're a selfish fucking prick. But I digress. Shit is hit the fan, folks. Turd in a punch bowl. Okay, you union guys, you get a drink first, right? Unbelievable. And I'm not shitting on the union people, folks. I'm shitting on what is happening to us. If you got a union job, good for you. 
Don't pretend, though, like you're this one guy that everything that is done is justified. It's not. Right? Police unions, you guys have a union, but when you don't get your way, you know, you do the blue flu and the public suffer. Criminals run roughshod. Uh, people get raped, murdered. Businesses get robbed. Criminals sell drugs, fentanyl to children who end up getting killed, people who get killed on these drugs. But it's okay. It's justifiable because you felt like you had a bad week and you needed more money. So your union did a great job and got you more money, but other people had to suffer for it. Right? It's a tough fucking thing to justify, to grasp. <sighs> I wish the world was a more perfect place. And it was easy for all of this to just be fixed. Unions were supposed to address certain problems. Right? Government was created by the people to serve a specific function, to serve us. Now government serves itself. It's a sad state, folks. Shit has hit the fan. What do you do, right? Just do your very best. Chance favors the prepared mind. It is yours. Go to the preparedmind.club. It is a non-union website. <laughs> and we have affiliate marketers and affiliate companies there to get you what you need. Food, water, shelter, clothing, medicine, means of self-defense. <sighs> I'm going to get some rest. I'm going to hit the rack, get some sleep, and go back out and do it all again tomorrow, folks. And I'll be right here with you the whole way watching what is hitting the fan and why and what we need to do to prepare ourselves. God bless America. God bless our country. Semper Fi.